0: all right welcome back to the black techies podcast where black culture meets the world of technology as always, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Packet Stealer. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Packet Stealer. Uh, so before we get started, just some housekeeping. Number one, follow us on Twitter, at The Black Techies. Same for Facebook, facebook.com slash The Black Techies. Number three, if you want to engage in any anything that we talk about, you know, anything techie, gaming, nerdy, ga- you know, geeky stuff, feel free to join us at The Black Techies Collective Facebook group. Uh more than likely we'll talk about this discussion on there. So feel free to join. Just answer a few questions. It's pretty easy and you're in. Uh, Lastly, of course, subscribe to the podcast if you like our content using any of your favorite podcast apps. We're on on everything. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff. Just you choose one and then subscribe. (laughs) And then after you do that, please leave a review on iTunes. Like seriously, just do it, cause the algorithm needs to be needs to be utilized. Uh, so the more people that review us, the more the more that iTunes will show us, and the more uh, the better we'll do. Also, it, it gives us valuable feedback as to you know what we need to change or if you want us to add anything, take anything out, all that. All right, so this show is a new addition called the black techie spotlight it's a segment where i i interview a prominent black techie every month at least i'm going to try to do that uh (laughs) for this inaugural episode i would like to welcome to the podcast the one and only kevin the tech ninja how you doing sir hey i'm doing very well that was a crazy intro for me i I really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) hey look look it. <laughs> if you blue check verify i'm gonna say the <laughs> one and only but uh <laughs> but uh I, 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 is twitter still doing that like are they still accepting those uh those kind of requests i, I don't know i heard that they stopped it for a minute
1: yeah when i, I so literally I, I woke up one day with a blue check i didn't request it i didn't do anything i i honestly have no idea how that happened but here, here we are, <laughs> right, right. Hey, I guess it
0: helps when. Uh, so I know a lot of times people use that in order to prevent like spoof accounts or you know people like. Have you ran into that? Like, are there like any fake Kevin the Tech Ninja <laughs> accounts um, out there?
1: No, n- not that I know of. I, I hope not. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think there are any anyone's out there. But I think just being verified also just um. I think you're seen as an expert as well in a certain field, and people take you seriously. Um, I, I will say the one benefit of having that is that um, when you reply to another tweet, it puts you towards the top, which I which I sort of like.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, hopefully, we'll get there eventually. I have no idea if that even will happen based on our uh, subscriber count. Probably not in the near future, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, and uh, although to be fair, if you Google and this is for our listeners. If you Google the Black Techies, we will be the first, the first hit on there. In fact, I think the the, nice. the, the next five hits on there is like us. So I need to like trademark the Black Techies so I can capitalize. Nice, on yeah. That. <laughs> That's big though. That's big. It's really big. But uh, all right. So uh, before we get started with like the the formal interview questions uh just just tell me a little tell me a little bit a little bit about yourself you know where you're from what school you went to android or iphone and i'm just kidding you know stuff like that (laughs) yeah so uh so yeah
1: my name is kevin and i go by the tech ninja on uh on social media uh i'm from detroit michigan i still live in the area not in detroit right now uh, but i'm still in michigan uh that general area and um you know, just, just like normal, everybody else, you know, I I grew up and went to school. I played baseball through high school, actually played two years in college under scholarship. Um, Yeah. Then every, you know, everyone says, Oh, I hurt. I got hurt. Well, I did get hurt, but I kind of knew that I wasn't going past that level. And the commitment to play sports in college is so, so much, man. And so many rules you're under, you can't get a part-time job. It was just a lot of stuff that I didn't like. So I actually stopped. I left school And I just joined the workforce, right? I started working um, just like random IT jobs and everything and um, finished my degree in Homeland Security. So I wanted to like be a a cyber cop. Like that was my thing. I wanted to be a cyber cop. And then I internship with uh, a federal law agency. I can't say who they are exactly, but I realized it just wasn't for me. It it wasn't what I thought it would be, right? I I had like grand, grand ideas of doing all these crazy cyber crime things. But at the end of the day, it was like, looking through people's pictures and seeing stuff I didn't want to see and reporting to my boss is what I saw and just just wasn't for me. So, um, yeah, so I I left that field and now I work in the training and education field. Um, That's like my full time job. And then, of course, I've been doing YouTube throughout. So
0: so so YouTube isn't full time. That's more still more of a side thing. Uh, it's, it's, I consider it full-time. Um, okay, so like I do put, mo- job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically
1: I, I put more time into YouTube than, um, I do my full-time job, which is crazy to think about. But, um, over the past two years is sort of where YouTube became more important to me than my full-time job as far as, uh, uh income and as far as time I put into it. So even I would say this year alone, um, I had a conversation with my boss and, Basically told him that. I said, Hey, you know, I would like to keep both jobs, you know, health insurance, I have a family, that sense of security, all that stuff. I sort of want to keep this job, but YouTube is very important to me. So I'm now working like a modified schedule where I could still travel and do all the YouTube stuff and I still keep my job. Um, I'm more project based now where I have to finish certain tasks instead of uh, just being there nine to five every single day, which which is very helpful.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that sounds like a really flexible arrangement there. So uh, kudos, kudos to your boss for allowing you to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so the, the, the last and most important question, Android or iPhone? <laughs> that's a real question. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I recently switched uh, two years ago to iPhone. I made a video saying that after 10 years, I'm leaving Android. Um, and that video was obviously very divisive, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I switched over to iPhone, and you know what? Like, I know it's cliche, but the iPhone just kind of fits into my workflow every day. Um, I use Apple products. I do a lot of video, do a lot of creation. I'm always on multiple devices, right? I'm on my uh, my MacBook, I'm on my iMac, I'm on my iPad, I'm on my phone, and being able to just pick up where I left off on everything is just very helpful. And uh, I just found that to be take precedent over everything else. I love Android better as a whole. Like, um, you know, I use the S20 a lot and I just love that phone, like, you know, for the phone stuff. But when it comes to my everyday workflow, uh, just the Apple products just makes more sense. So for me, it's going to be an iPhone.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It's funny you used to say that because I recently switched from the iPhone to the Pixel 4 XL, which. As you probably know, <laughs> didn't have the greatest review, or I would say it had mixed reviews when it came out. Uh, but I like it. I mean, I, I really do. Uh, in fact, the feature that I pr- probably like the most is the uh, the call screening with the Google Assistant. Mm. That's the greatest thing. Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I was every. I w- I ho- I'm hoping that Google ports that to like every Android phone. Uh, I will because the uh, the you know Microsoft's coming out with the Surface uh surface duo in the fall and i'm hoping <laughs> that their partnership with google allows them to use the the google assistant features, like all of it that you have on the pixel i don't know if that's going to happen but we'll see uh um, yeah but um all right so let me uh guess we can go ahead and get started with the formal questions uh so number one and i know you get asked this all the time probably but how did you come up with the name tech ninja
1: <laughs> it's funny i knew that was going to be your first question of like <laughs> like I, I was i was ready for it so yeah the tech ninja uh so this is when i was working like it help desk support and i used to fix so many issues like really fast and i always had gadgets with me I always had like phones and all these crazy things whatever not phones but like i always had usb charges always had the right cables and people would come to me and ask for something and i'll dig in my bag and grab it out and they're like, man, you just have all these gadgets and cool things. You you work fast. You're like a technology ninja. So they used to call me the ninja at work and then ended up just getting truncated to tech ninja. And then when I made my YouTube channel. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll keep tech ninja. Why not? That's kind of my thing. So then uh, <laughs> that was really it.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, sometimes that's the uh, that's it's the simplicity that that that. Yeah, you gotta got go with. You know, it's funny. Like, so my Twitter handle and basically all of my other handles, Xbox, my Steam name, all that stuff, uh, is Packet Stealer. And the only reason I'm, I I like that name is because, like, when I was in grad school, uh, my I, did, I got a master's in computer science, and my my I guess focus was in information assurance. And so I wrote a thesis about how to conduct different network attacks, how to hack basically, and then how to defend against those hacks. And so, as a joke, one of my friends called me packet stealer because it's like I'm stealing computer packets or network packets. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, if you're not in the IT, that might sound kind of weird. But like, if you understand, you know, roughly what computer networking is, that my name will make sense. So, not like yeah. ketchup packets, but network
1: packets. <laughs> well, hey man, big ups to you getting your masters and and that man. That's uh, that's that's real stuff, dude. Yeah.
0: And yeah, uh not really yeah, use it as much, but yeah.
1: Oh hey, <laughs> well, I mean, it, okay,
0: I take that. I do use I mean I my full time job is in the IT field, so yes, I do use it. Um, definitely but uh yeah it's uh i'm still paying for it now but uh yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> that,
1: that, that's the thing man with the, the whole the whole school system man I, I know this isn't a political thing but the whole school system is crazy man you know like my wife has a degree that that we're paying on and like she, she's a stay at home mom and like well i don't have to pay like pay this back you know what i mean so it's just whatever it's just one of those things man it's just part of life i
0: guess yeah yeah i mean uh i know all of my all of my uh friends out there who are bernie supporters are like we just need to pay we just need free tuition all of that um yeah i will dispute that on the financial level not necessarily the the intent but that's that's another that's another podcast like I said. yeah <laughs> but course. um but yeah but uh what which, which actually kind of uh leads me to my next question um so i mean well you, you kind of in your intro you kind of did talk about your background in tech have you always had an interest in like smartphones and gadgets or stuff or was it something that someone introduced you to and you just kind of latched latched on to
1: yo i've always been into just technology as a whole right and i don't know what got me into cell phones specifically but i do recall when i worked at circuit city a long time ago that there was a Verizon kiosk there and I used to always play with the phones. I used to always play with the phones and then customers would come in looking for stuff and then we'll talk about phones and I'll take them to the Verizon kiosk and I'll like sell them on Verizon phones. And it's like, that wasn't even my job. That wasn't even part of what I was doing. So I don't know, I just, I always recall it as being into technology and always loving it. And I think it started off with video games. I think video games was my, was like the Trojan horse, if you will, getting me into technology, right? And then from there, I just started enjoying everything, every facet of technology and kind of just led me here. I remember I remember watching the Jetsons as a kid, too, and seeing like their smart home. Right. Seeing how everything worked together. And I, I sort of like that. And That's why I'm in a smart home stuff, too, because I kind of want that that Jetsons experience. You walk into a house and say a command and all these things turn on and things happen for you and the room adjusts based off you. So that's kind of where I am
0: all right all right so yeah that's that's, honestly that's kind of how well I guess I kind of started more when I was uh younger my dad had uh a Windows computer but I could no it was DOS and so like he would introduce me to these DOS commands so that's kind of how I learned how to kind of early programming in a way uh yeah oh definitely and then of course you know in high school or middle school people would Use those TI eighty three calculators and like program yeah. stuff into it. Like I had Mario yeah. in my phone. That was the greatest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> so that's kind of how kind of how I got into it. It's uh, so funny how you mentioned uh, working in retail. I used to work at Best Buy, and so in the computer section, of course. And so I, you know, I would be the guy that people go to, and you know, hey, can you find me th- find this computer and all that stuff. So it was I mean, it was it was it was cool. Um, although it was like one time where. I don't know what happened but this lady was just ranting i don't know if she got bad service or if she was just i don't know what it was she started calling us demons and stuff i'm like ma'am that ain't me so <laughs> 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 but uh yeah R-
1: ret- re- retail is crazy man you get so many crazy people that that walk into the store and expectations are so high sometimes and uh yeah people get people freak out at retail places I, I have no idea why i see some of the craziest people there and i i kind of feel like these people don't exist in real life but only show up at retail like they spawn behind the store and then walk inside <laughs> and just and, right. and create mayhem right right and then just d- disappear when they're done
0: yeah uh see I'm, I'm gonna start using that spawning all right uh it's like they spawn <laughs> trap you just right when you get there yep. like, but uh, <laughs> uh actually, i'm gonna ask you about gaming later but before i get there um obviously since you're probably best known for your youtube channel uh just i want you know tell me about your journey on youtube like how did you start like why did you decide to start a youtube channel and like did you uh did you think you'd get as as uh many subs as you do now and all that
1: yeah so uh i started youtube oh man i would say probably 10 years ago, but my YouTube channel was basically free file storage for my videos. Wow. <laughs> like like I, I literally would just throw a video up there and then just have it to show people stuff. Um, if you go back in time on my YouTube channel, you click all the way back, you see my first videos are like NBA 2K, right? I'm playing NBA 2K with mods where I have like, you know, I downloaded unique uniforms or like realistic uniforms and different courts and all that stuff. So I used to like do PC gaming and then I'll do modding where I'll, I'll like change stuff in the game. Right. Or I'll do PC builds or I get a new graphics card and then I'll play the game. And then I'll post it on the, on YouTube just to have it. So when I go to forums, I can point people to stuff. That's sort of where it started. And then I realized that there's a tech presence where people talk about technology. The first guy I saw was Jonathan Ruttinger. Oh yeah.
0: And, yeah. On oh, no, our tech and, Buffalo.
1: Yeah. And I tell him the story still, well, this is, this is when he was John for Lakers. That's it. That, oh, that yeah, was who he Andrew. was back then. Yeah. Um, And I I even tell him now, like, um, I'm like, yeah, I saw you on YouTube and I looked at you and I said, I can do better than this guy. (laughs) I can do better than him. And that that was like my motivation. So then my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, which is funny, um, I told her, I was like, I'm gonna buy a camera. I'm gonna gonna make YouTube videos. She's like, okay. I was like, all right. And so I bought a camera (laughs) and I just started making YouTube videos. I started just talking about technology. I started like reviewing stuff that I had. I started like, you know, any type of mod I would do to like my, my Motorola zoom was the first product I bought that I really started making YouTube videos for. Cause I was on forums all the time. And people talked about, um, you know, putting custom firmware on it, talking about different accessories, how they do certain things with it. And so anything I learned, I'll make a video explaining how to do it. And then I'll do it in the video or I'll do my own twist to it and I'll make a video for it. And from there, like I, You know, it sounds cliche. I started having some traction and things started taking off. Um, You know, I'd have like, you know, it's like 400 followers on YouTube. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's like 400 people like my stuff. And then, you know, I just kind of was consistent. I really enjoyed the back then. It was more of a community than it is now, in my opinion. Right. it was like a community, things were growing. I was talking to people and it was just like, I was having a lot of fun with it. I didn't think about the future. I didn't think about making money. I didn't think about none of that stuff. I just really enjoyed talking to like-minded people on the internet and I was using video to convey my message across. And I did that for a while. I was very active on the XDA forums and then they reached out to me looking for an XDA TV host, like, cause they, they have that YouTube channel. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do it, whatever. So I started doing XDA videos. And that was fun, but then I started learning the the quote unquote bad side of YouTube. Right, um, when you start making videos for a large network of people, then you get trolls and, and things like that. Oh, so, like yeah. the negative, yeah, the the negative comments, um, the negative comments for me was like really hard for me to get um, to ignore. Right, like it was many times where I started YouTube and just wanted to quit because of all the bad people and the bad things people will say, and um, you know, it just kind of took. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of self-coaching, right? I had to just tell myself that, you know, not everyone's going to like you. And people just say bad things online just to get a rise out of you. You just have to ignore and kind of push through, right? So <clears throat> I did that for a year. And then Android Authority reached out to me and said they want me to review devices for a YouTube channel. So I started doing that, but I was still doing my YouTube channel. And what happened was I started growing because of Android Authority. And then my channel started taking off. And then I started competing with them because I started getting my own review devices. So then at that point they fired me. And then from there, I've just been (laughs) uh, a solo independent creator on my YouTube channel. And ever since then, every month has gotten better. Um, I just, you know, just do my best, you know, and and consistent. I have never missed a week of videos yet. Even when my son was born, I haven't missed a week yet. Um, which is good and bad. (laughs) It's good that it helps my channel grow, but it's bad because the whole work life balance thing is pretty, uh, Pretty tough to manage for me still.
0: Which is uh, actually my next question. Like, what, what what would you say is the hardest part about being a content creator?
1: Um, I would say for me, it's the work life. Yeah, work life balance for sure. Um, making videos to me is the easy part. I've been doing it for ten years now. Right, you do anything for ten years, you be- become good at it. It becomes pretty easy. So, um, video creation that's easy. I can do that with my eyes closed. Um, but as far as uh, dealing with time, right, because it does take time. And then dealing with all the other stuff right so most of the time i'm doing emails i'm emailing with brands and they're emailing me back or i'm trying to reply to things and you know you have to see what's prudent what's not prudent and just all that stuff it just gets really tough to do everything and then i have my job i have my baby i have my wife trying to be a decent son to my parents it's just it's a lot so time management is one of the hardest things that, that i'm still working on I have to learn how to say no more than yes. And that's kind of a resolution I made for myself to, to tell people no more than yes. So I told you yes, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely, uh, I can definitely understand that because, you know, unbeknownst to uh, people who might be listening, we we do have a YouTube channel now. We haven't posted any videos on it in like over a year, but we, have, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. And I remember, um, like I've I've made a few video, videos on there. I did a, a review of the iPhone 10. I reviewed the uh, the Nest Secure because uh, I, I bought the Nest Secure security system whatever uh, for my for my home and also the Nest Thermostat E. So I did an unboxing and review of those. And at, at that time I was like learning how to how to use uh, Premiere Pro and. It's it's funny. It's I didn't realize how much time it takes to edit videos. At least if you're if you're first starting out. Like if you're used to it, then you know. I'm um, obviously it gets easier. But when you're learning how to use it, and <laughs> you're learning about you know the right camera angles and lighting and all that, all all of that stuff, it it takes a lot more time than you know than uh than you would think. So I I can definitely understand that aspect of it. And then trying to be a full time you know, father, husband, <laughs> uh, employee. Cause I have a full-time mm-hmm. job as well. So it's like, you know, yeah. where do you, where do you find the time to do all this stuff? So I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't
1: have a good answer. Even my, uh, even my Twitter profile says, um, I, I think it says I'm working on work-life balance, but I decided it's too much work or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, um, yeah, You just, you don't have time. And I'm, I'm i'm really working on it so um just one of those things that you just kind of have to like i don't want people to feel bad for me because i signed up for this right so i tell my wife that she's like feels bad that i have to do all this work and stuff and i'm like yeah don't feel bad I, I signed up for it like I, I know what i'm getting into and i always told myself that it'll get to a point where i'd have to decide between my full-time job and youtube and um i'm not quite there well i am there yet i am there but I'm just not ready yet. It's it's a huge risk, especially supporting people, right? If it was just me, I've been doing, I would be doing YouTube full time, no big deal. But I'm, you know, I got people to support, right? I got to consider certain things, you know, my 401k and you know all, all these things that make a full time job cushy, right? right? Right. Um. So yeah, it's it's just it's just things I have to balance. Now, as far as time, I would say a minute of YouTube for me is about 30 minutes of work. So um, it's it editing only. So if I have like a 10 minute video, um, that's going to be three hours of editing work for me to do that video. But that doesn't include shooting, writing, prepping, all, all that stuff that you have to do. Cause like when you're a YouTuber, you have like, you wear like 50 hats, right? Like you are a researcher, you're a writer, you're an editor, you're a producer, you're talent, you're, you're, you're everything, yeah. you're marketing. Like it's, it's hard, but I would say these uh, talents are transferable, right? Like you can learn something on YouTube and then use that in the real world because my current job I got because of my YouTube channel, like they asked for a resume, uh, cause like, this is like kind of a teaching job. It's, um, like I'm training using video as a method, like e-learning and I showed them my YouTube channels. Like I do this all the time. I make videos, I teach, I train how to use certain things, how to do certain things. And I sent them my YouTube channel and they loved it. And that's kind of how I got my current job now.
0: Oh, wow, nice. Oh, I mean, that's definitely a very useful thing because, I mean, if you're trying, let's say you're trying to get into video production somewhere, well, why not learn how to, you know, how to produce video and edit video, uh, especially on professional software like Final Cut and, you know, and Premiere. Uh, so I-, I can definitely see how how this would be transferable. Um, so kind of on the-, on the business side of being a YouTuber, obviously you get you know, review units from different companies and all that stuff, you, you've, you, you have established, established, I can't talk right now, uh, business relationships with uh, various companies. How do you, how do you manage those companies? I mean, I, I noticed that, uh, some YouTubers, like like Mike, Michael Fisher, for example, Mr. Mobile, at the end of his videos, he'll specifically say that those videos aren't they might be sponsored, but they're but the company didn't have any editorial input as to what the video was actually about, and they and they're watching it at the same time as all the other uh, uh, viewers. So, like, how do you how do you manage the the business relationships, and do you ever run into like any, you know, if you if we pay you, you'll give us a a decent quote-unquote review. I don't know. Is is there? Is that how how do you manage all of that?
1: Yeah. So um, that that is definitely a, uh, a slippery slope, if you will. Um, I would say starting off with my YouTube channel, though, um, there was a uh, there was a time where brands would try to pay for positive feedback, right? And to to me, that just always felt wrong because I never wanted to betray the trust of my followers. I kind of feel like whatever they're offering me. I will lose that plus more if they find out I'm getting paid to say good things. Um, So with that being said, I would never get paid for a review, right? And this is a personal opinion, nothing against anyone else. But if you're paying me, I won't do a review. You can pay me and I'll do an unboxing. You can pay me, I'll do a features overview. I'll talk about the top features of this product, but I won't give my personal opinion to something like that's that's not how I operate. If I'm being paid, I don't want to give personal opinion because I don't want that people to think that's feeding into how I feel about a product, right? Even though it doesn't, I just want to keep those two things 100% separate because I love doing reviews where I grab something and you, you give you my honest feedback, honest opinion, whether it's good or bad. Now, what I will say though, that if a brand sends something out and the review is just really bad, I will reach out and say, hey, I'm seeing X, Y, and Z. Is this product effective? Am I doing something wrong? Or is there an update to fix these things? I will do that. Um, so it gives a chance to say, hey, you know what? Like S20 Ultra, right? Hey, S20 Ultra has issues auto-focusing a low light. I reached out to Samsung and they told me that an update will be coming out, Q2, to hopefully resolve this issues. When that happens, I'll push out an updated video. Or I'll leave the results in the description below, right? Like I, I do things like that where I'm still giving my opinion, but I give the brand a chance to kind of let me know what's going on, especially if I have a good relationship with them. Right. Right. So yeah. um, now if I, oh sorry. I was gonna say if I, if I bought the product myself, usually I don't have a relationship with them and I'll just kind of do the review as is and kind of leave it at that. Um, because there, there's still opportunities or there's still moments where I buy my own stuff and review it too. Um, but I'm getting to the point now, if I buy something, I just want to use it for myself. and I don't review. I have a lot of stuff that I just don't review. Cause I just want to enjoy it from a product and I want to think about all the negative things. I just want to buy it and be blind and just use it. Like I have to make that difference. Like when it, like I can't work every moment, you know what I mean? I can't just be playing on the video game and using the controller and say, Oh man, this, uh, this D-pad is a little sticky. Oh, the fingerprints. Oh, like I can't start reviewing everything I use. And I was doing that for a while and it just made it feel like I was working all the time. So I have to make that difference.
0: No, that's actually really important. I uh, I recently got the Samsung Galaxy Book S, which is a uh, instead of a you know a tra- traditional x86 processor, it has an ARM processor, Snapdragon 8cx. There we go. Um, and I actually, I like it. And I and I, I was I thought about doing a review for it uh, because it's not a lot of uh, Windows computers with ARM processors other than like the the Surface Book X, and so but i don't know I, it is it, for personal reasons and well it's slightly business reasons but uh but i don't know i i, I decided not to do it <laughs> because i realized yeah. I, you know i don't have to review every new tech product that i get especially if it's personal you know not necessarily for you know the black techies or whatever so uh, but you know that, agree, that's, yeah. that's definitely a good uh, distinction to make b- between that um let me get my notes here uh so, like, so here on the, on the Black Techies podcast, we we wanted to create a platform that allowed you know Black folks to talk about tech and gaming and geeky stuff. We, in fact, we have a whole we have like you one episode dedicated solely to like the uh, the uh, Game of Thrones last season, and that that was actually pretty fun, um, a fun podcast. We talked about the Avengers. We talked about <laughs> Uh, iPhone last year when the iPhone, uh, 11 pro came out, we, the whole episode was titled is the, it's 11 is the iPhone 11 pro really a pro phone. And so, mm-hmm. so that was that, that, that whole discussion around, around the name pro and all that. So, you know, we, we, we wanted to create a platform that's like, Hey, you can be black and be geeky. You can be black and like all this techy stuff. Um, have you ever seen a lot of pushback in the black community? Like when it comes to being a tech reviewer or just being, just being a nerd in general?
1: Uh, I would say growing up, like younger, like loving computers and stuff, wasn't like normal being into computers, being into all that stuff wasn't normal. But now I think people are sort of coming around, like everyone has a cell phone. So everyone kind of likes that stuff. And I don't know, it seems like technology is cool these days, right? It just, it, it kind of, for me, it gives that vibe. And, um, so, you know, most of my friends are online now, Like like, I don't have many in-person friends. Like I'm not like, going to a school or anything every day besides work where people are like judging you based off technology or based off your passions of technology so i I think it all works i know my wife is kind of a nerd like she grew up with brothers in her house so she knows all the anime stuff so she geeks out sometimes about comic books or whatever like i'm watching like Avengers or whatever and i'm not really into it like i was never into that stuff but she was she's kind of into it so she'll explain the backstories of people i'm like look I just want to see some stuff blow up. I don't care about the backstory. <laughs> I don't care if storm's supposed to be a black Panther and it's a different universe. And I don't care. I just want to see someone blow up and someone get uppercut. Right. Like, so, so I, you know, I, I think everyone kind of has that layer of geekiness or nerdness um, in them. So obviously, you know, in school, yeah, you get made fun of, whatever you're into that stuff. But I was never like all the way on that side where I had like walked around with comic books and like, you know, doing somersaults down the hallway and, like, you know, talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers at school, right? I was more of a jock. I was more on the sports side of things, but I had the passion for tech, but it was always, like, sports was always number one for me, so.
0: All right, yeah. It's funny you used to say that. So, like, my wife, she's definitely not a techie person, like, at all. Gaming, tech, nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, ironically, I was able to get her on the podcast one time. But, um, hey. <laughs> uh and actually she so this month we're planning on doing uh actually i'll say the month of march because i'm not sure when i'm going to post this episode but um for the month of march we wanted to have at least two all women podcasts because it's the uh international no, women's history month so yeah, we wanted to kind yeah. of you know honor that and just have like two podcasts where it's just all women so my wife is going to be a part of that in fact they're recording tomorrow i think <laughs> uh nice, I'm not nice. mistaken uh but we, we it's funny how you used to say that a lot of like everyone is geeky to some extent so the one thing that my wife and i do bond over is marvel movies like we've seen all of them well i've seen all of them i think she might have missed maybe one or two but uh but like when when avengers endgame came out and when and last year not last year uh the year before when uh infinity war came out like we were like the first ones there and so like that's like the one thing that we can kind of really bond everyone as far as like geeky stuff quote unquote in fact her favorite one is uh dr strange and, and <coughs> age of uh avengers age of ultron like that's <laughs> which is funny because like that one in particular wasn't everyone's favorite but she really liked age of ultron so i'm like okay whatever uh but uh it, it, it's funny it's like nowadays like you said tech tech and gaming, it's kind of mainstream now. Like, nerd culture and geek culture is kind of mainstream now. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, even when it comes to, like, the tech YouTube scene, I mean, you got yourself, you know, you got Marquez, Juddner, a.k.a. Uh, your Average Consumer, Soldier Knows Best, Technically T, Flossie Carter. Like, you have all of these, you know, people. Uh, heck, um, um, oh, my God, check me out. There we go. I uh, can't forget her. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, you have all of these people now, especially black folks who are getting into the tech game. And it's like now it's like it's acceptable. It's like it's cool to be into, you know, the Galaxy S20 and to talk about whether or not that 100x Zoom is actually worth it. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, no, for, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've had so many uh, so many people who I work with or who I know who kids want to meet me because oh, wow. yeah. I do tech YouTube channels, right? I go go to one of my friends house to shoot video. He has like a really nice house and I'll go over there and his kids would just like be around the corner watching me record and like watching me do a roll and like watching me edit and stuff like that. It's just, it's a different thing now. Like, like YouTubers, I mean, I'm not trying to be high and mighty about it, but like, you know, when they say, what do you want to be when you, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? You tell the kids that. And back in our day, fireman, police officer, president, right? Now it's like, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a vlogger. I want to be a TikTok. It's just, and it's like, it's not what they think number one and to get to a certain level where you could sustain this and live off this right comfortably. Um, it's like so rare, right? You know, like I, you know, I, I don't like to talk about myself too much, but like getting to where I'm at on YouTube is not like the easiest thing in the world. Right. It takes a lot of luck and a lot of hard work, a lot of late nights that, you know, people don't see, you know what I mean? And of course there's other people who can make two videos and they pop and they do well, but that's not, the norm there's so many people stuck in that you know ten thousand to twenty thousand subscriber range you're not making a ton of money being there like you're not supporting a family being there you're not being able to comfortably live off that right so it's it's not what people think and and i always make a joke when people want to say like oh i want to get into youtube i'm like you weren't there when i was putting up putting up free throws and putting up jump shots at two o'clock in the morning right like I, i i talk about basketball like you weren't there when i was you know working on my left hand the past five years you you just see the output you see where i'm at now but you don't see everything it took to kind of get here right so that's kind of it's kind
0: of where where it's at you know (laughs) my daughter wants to start a youtube channel and you know she what is she wants to i forgot what she wanted to do but we were telling her like you have to be distinct you can't just do what everyone else is doing like if if you're trying to make uh minecraft videos it's like 51 million minecraft videos out there it's one of the most popular games to stream and so but you need to do something different if you want people to to subscribe to you and so like we're trying to tell her you know think of something you can do that will pull audiences that's unique what is unique to you and so number one she's almost 12 so her being young and still and you know that's that in and uh, and of itself is kind of unique but like if she's yeah let's say let's say she uh wanted to do i don't know reviews of like disney movies or something like that's unique like i don't at least i don't think there's like a large contingent of 11 12 year old girls <laughs> reviewing yeah. movies and stuff so that's something you can do that will that's unique that you know only you are doing that so you can kind of corner the market in that in a way um, i agree yeah so. it's yeah it's a, you know it's just it's all about being like I
1: said being unique like i always tell people who want to start a youtube channel I always say, Hey, why would I watch your why would I watch your video over someone else? What do you do differently? Right.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's that's one thing that we're trying to leverage on this show because as far as I know, there aren't any other podcasts that are majority people of color who are talking about tech. Like <laughs> I, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, I'm sure they're they're out there, but I perso- personally don't know a lot of them. So I'm trying to you know fill that niche, <laughs> and you know try to you know build that up. Um, like I said, we're we're a platform, so we're trying to to you know build this whole thing up, um, just to <laughs> have have a, have a little bit more fun. You you mentioned that you were in PC gaming. Are you are you still into gaming or? Uh, console gaming or do you stick with pcs like what are your favorite games if you are still a gamer
1: yeah so my favorite game is turning on my xbox and then waiting for these updates and then i get fed up and go to bed like that has been that has been my experience for the past three weeks man i've been i've been trying to play call of duty uh season two (laughs) every time i turn it on there's a new update and i'm getting so mad so my wife says okay before you start working turn it on let it update. And then when you're done working, you can play the game. So I do that and I go into the game and it's another update. I'm like, bruh, I just did this (laughs) 30 gigabyte update and I'm hitting play on the game. And now it wants to update again. Like, it's just, honestly, I don't, I I don't ever recall it being this bad and maybe the, and I haven't dug into it too much. Maybe there's a setting on my Xbox that allows it to update when it's turned off. It does. I know PlayStation, (laughs) PlayStation. Okay. I know PlayStation does it. So I just switched over to Xbox this year. Um, I've been rocking PlayStation and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try the Xbox out because you know, Xbox is killing it, killing it lately. And they pushed out these updates and it seemed like Xbox is more geared towards gamer now. Whereas originally it was like, Oh, home entertainment system that plays games. Now it's like, all right, skip that. We're going to stick to gaming. Right. It's like, all right, let me try Xbox again. You know, so I switched over to Xbox and yeah, I figured there's a setting, but I really haven't dug into it because it's just my time is so limited. And when I want to do fire up a game, it's just, it's updates. So, but I did get a chance to play um ground war, right? Is it it's called Ground War? war yeah. Warzone. Well, yeah, yeah. Or the, but whatever the, the Battle called. Royale one? Yeah, the Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that Warzone. Was... Warzone, okay. I can say Ground War. But yeah, uh Warzone. It was actually it was super lit. Like I, I figure playing with friends is always better because you could talk, but even playing with randoms who weren't even on the microphone, I had a lot of fun. But we gotta link up, we gotta play together, man. But so I can get some people on there. But um yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I do play that. Obviously, I play the NBA 2Ks. Um, uh, MLB The Show used to be my game, but um, last two years, I haven't bought it. I just haven't played a baseball game last two years. It's just the game takes too long now. I just don't, my time is so limited. I'm more of a casual gamer. So like on the phone, I play um, play different games on the phone. Like I have Apple Arcade, and there's a couple of games I'm playing through. And then I play uh, like Civilization uh, 6, 7, 6, I play that on, on PC and iPad. And uh, I mean, I just I, I like to play quick games that I could pick up and play anytime um, just because of where I'm at now. But I would love to get back into Call of Duty. I remember years ago called Modern Warfare 1. I'm showing my age right now. I would get <laughs> off of work, <laughs> get off of work, go to my apartment. I play Modern Warfare 1 until bedtime and I'll have my ID on from work still. Didn't eat or anything. And I'll just play. And I, I made it to 10th Prestige, had like 14 days of gameplay in there you know, K- uh, KDR was like 1.9. I mean, I was like, I was a beast in that game. But then I look back at, it, I'm like, that was a lot of time I spent playing this game. 14 days, 14 gaming days in a year. Like that was, that was
0: a bit much. Yeah. But you add up all <laughs> the hours of 14, 24 hours times 14. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't do that.
1: Don't, don't do that. <laughs> so I, I never got into it since then. And, and now I'm just kind of like, I just want to play and have a good time now. Like if I die, I'm not mad. Like I used to throw the controller against the wall and do all this crazy <laughs> crap. um You know, I don't do that anymore. I just play, and if I die, I respawn and I go back to it. And I have a couple of friends. Like I have one friend who I've been gaming with since I was in fifth grade. And so we get online, and it's just a lot of fun. We we, we laugh and stuff, and like he brings the best gamer out of me, and I do the same because we know each this play style. Like he's more of a a sniper. I'm more of a running gun type of guy. So I'll have like an MP5 silencer. And I would run through buildings, and he's like on the outside of the building, and pop people off with of a sniper. It's just, I don't know. It's a lot of fun, but more so, I do it for the social aspect of just relaxing, blowing off steam with friends, versus like getting the best kill streak. You know, that's not my thing anymore.
0: Yeah, man, like all of that, all, all of that you just said is me. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, definitely. I used <laughs> I used to be able to uh, to play like longer games, like RPG. Like my 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 favorite genres tend to be shooters, action games, and like art and art and RPGs. And so, like, I've had The Witcher 3 in my Steam library for, like, three <laughs> years now. And I still haven't gotten past Novigrad. And so... <laughs> and so, Which is, like, at the beginning of the game for those who haven't, oh, who haven't played it. Yeah. And I so... <laughs> and, and I'm, like, I, I just don't have the time. Like, I want to play the game. Like, I bought the game. In fact, I bought it twice. I have it on oh, uh, Xbox and PC. <laughs> and PC. <laughs> but, like... But, I. Man, like right now, I'm trying to play through Control and then uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And but the only time I really have to like just sit down and play those kinds of games is like uh, Friday and Saturday nights. But then I'm sleepy because like my yeah. body has been corporatized and now I'm get I get sleepy at like nine o'clock. It's <laughs> so yeah. That
1: that's real. That's real. So that's it's real. it's like
0: man, it's like now the only games I can really play is like Rocket League or like quick games of. Uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that. So that's what I really play now is just Modern Warfare. Like, I'll play a few games of uh, multiplayer or, or uh, I played like one game of Warzone. But even that can take too long for me sometimes because it's, it's a Battle Royale game. And then yeah. they added that whole gulag mechanic where if you, which I like by the way, but like if you die in Warzone, at least the first time, you get to like fight in this, in the, like a little mini uh, uh, gunfight mode. And you and then if you win, you can get back into the, the, um, the, the map or whatever but then oh, if you really? die again then you're gone <laughs> so uh but it's kind of I, I like that though because it gives you a way to because the, the the main reason why i haven't really gotten into battle royale games like fortnite and stuff is because like i don't like the fact i don't i don't like good get, get into a game parachuting all the way down finding a gun then bam someone shoots me from behind and now i gotta start all the way back over i don't know it's trust almost me trust me man <laughs> trust trust me it happens to me all the time, man. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't... It's almost like playing... Yeah, what do they call them? Roguelike games, where it's like if you if you die, you have to go back to it. Like Dark Souls. It's like having to go all the way back to where you... I don't know. I just don't like that that gameplay loop. It doesn't really do it for me. So being able to get back into it is appealing for me. So I, I might actually... Uh, sink a few more sink some more time into a war zone but we'll, we'll see I'm still, I'm still more of a, a multiplayer guy team Death yeah, Max, for sure, that kind of stuff but uh, <laughs> um, so uh, my last question actually is about current events obviously we've seen the coronavirus basically cancel every major tech event <laughs> or yeah. uh, or they've gone virtual I think um, uh, Apple just announced that WWDC is going to be virtual Um. So like, how do you how how else I guess do you see the tech world being affected by the coronavirus pandemic this year? Like, do you think, like you know, E three's been canceled, uh, and that's all the way in June, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, Apple normally and, and Google and Samsung they normally have their uh, product events in the fall. Like, do you think those will be affected by the virus, or I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hoping this is just a a one-off year, right? I'm hoping this is like a reset year and the next year we can kind of go back to status quo. Um, I like events like, and maybe I like it for the wrong reason, but I like the whole community of people getting together for one thing. um, You know, no matter what you look like, no matter what you sound like, we just get together and enjoy technology. We enjoy the event. Like, you know, going to a Samsung event to me is like, One of the coolest things, like, I love seeing the show. I love meeting with people and all that, all those things. So, you know, the way I see it, we're so isolated in what we do, right? We're so isolated. Like I sit in my basement and I make videos and I push them out and people watch them, but seeing the people in person and seeing my friends who make videos too, to me, that's what, that's, what's important about events. Like that's why I love CES. The technology is cool, but just hanging out with all my boys, like that's the coolest thing ever. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that this is just a quote unquote bad year. Right. And then we can come back together in 2021 and, and, you know, status quo and, you know, these events are getting canceled just because you have to start planning out so far in advance. So you don't want to plan something and and make these moves and sign contracts for something that's not, that you're not sure about yet. So I don't know, like I I hope that this uh, pandemic can kind of, you know, fade out over the months as we start to, Um, isolate people and quarantine people and kind of get through it and maybe there's a vaccine for it like I I don't know the logistics behind all those things or you know if you get the flu now at home like you you know you kind of wait three or four days and you kind of take care of yourself fluids and everything and it goes away Um, I know that more I know people have recovered from the coronavirus and a lot of people you know I guess it affects people differently like I'm like when I read that some people had it and it's gone in like three or four days and they said oh I just felt crummy right and some people obviously are unfortunately dying because of it, but it seems like those are people with uh, compromised immune systems and um, like older people, people who are more susceptible to uh, to disease and, and uh, sickness killing them. So I don't know. I I I really hope that um, I think now we're taking it seriously and and now we can attack it. But I would have wished that we attacked it head on from from the from the jump, and I think we would have been um, around this a lot better than what we are today.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the the social aspect of the events that that you go to. I, I went to CES last year, and uh, I I came back with the CES flu. I was like, yeah, oh <laughs> my god! Like the first time I went to CES, I didn't get it, but then last year I came home and like I just felt terrible. I'm like, what in the world? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 ironic because you know people the guidance out there now is to you know uh, self isolate and all you know social distancing that's the phrase that's coming up nowadays social distancing but the, yeah I, but we're humans like and humans naturally want to be together with other humans like, course, yeah. <laughs> like we're, yeah we're a naturally relational type of race and so it's' it's kind of funny like we're, we're telling i mean obviously it's for health reasons you know it's it's not you know we're not we're not trying to get the entire population sick but it's just funny how we're we're telling people don't hang around other people and now you can uh do online classes and now we can do everything virtually and i hope that this doesn't have a negative impact on that social aspect of of just being human right and uh, and even even just as great as online classes and as great as virtual, is convenient rather, it, it, you know, as virtual conferences are, I, I hope this doesn't lead to a, a a sense where everything now going forward is going to be virtual. You know, a company is going to see how much money they're saving by not having an, a live event, and so I wonder if this is going yeah. to lead to more virtual events. And I don't know. I you know, Nintendo already went virtual with their directs, and you know Sony pulled out of E3 again and to do their virtual. So I don't I, I just hope it doesn't ruin the whole social aspect and like you like you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know, like like I said, I just hope I hope it's a bad year and we can come back again next year. Um just because we can do everything virtual doesn't mean we should in my opinion. Exactly. Like we need to Yeah. Yeah, like you said we're humans, right? We need to have direct communication and we're so not to sound like, you know, my dad or anything that we're so connected. We're like disconnected in real life. Right. Like we're so connected online. We could chat and text, but people in front of you, we don't talk to, like, I don't even like my neighbors. I don't even talk to, I don't even know who my neighbors are, man. Like one time my neighbor was pulling in the driveway and they put their hand up to to open the garage door. I thought they're waving at me. And I like wave back. (laughs) I realized Uh... they're opening their garage. So like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so weird how things are now, you know? So I, I hope that we can kind of reset and go back to how it was before. But uh, I don't know. The way people are talking, it seems like this is the new norm, which doesn't sound great at all.
0: No, I I really hope it ain't the new norm, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Like you said, I hope this is a blip and that, like, you know, later this year we'll look back and we'll be like, hey, you remember when everything shut down in March (laughs) because of the coronavirus? Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, well, we'll see and uh yeah well um well i would like to thank you for being on the podcast i know you're you're a busy guy as we've already talked about so i appreciate your time Um, yeah thanks for having me man uh before we leave uh how how can our listeners get you know follow you and all that stuff this is this is your time to plug everything like how can they how can they get in contact with you
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm Tech Ninja speaks on everything. We're talking YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, everything. Tech Ninja wait, speaks. wait, 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 wait! Pinterest, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. You gotta be on everything. You gotta be everywhere where people where people are at. You gotta be there.
0: Yeah, I get. I, I, all right, so if y'all see a, a Pinterest Black Techies <laughs> account, don't be don't be surprised. Hey, listen.
1: Let me tell you. You gotta be. <laughs> everywhere where people are at. I mean, you know, I'm not like actively on Pinterest, but I do post my videos on a board. Like, you know, I, I post my videos to, to a Pinterest board. So I don't know what it's doing, but at the <laughs> same time, at the same time, it's just, I, I wanna be everywhere where people where people are at, I wanna be there. I wanna be in the room where it happens. Shout out to Hamilton. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I just wanna, I wanna be there. So yeah, anywhere anywhere online, Tech Ninja Speaks, that's how you find me that's how you get at me
0: all right all right well like i said i definitely appreciate you coming into the show you got to do it again sometime maybe you can be a an occasional panel member for our regular podcast just let me know yeah but it will definitely include you um so before we go there's a phrase that we say after each podcast i like i say it first and then everyone responds with the same phrase and that phrase is hail wakanda
1: Wakanda. <laughs> I wonder if they'll let me in. I'm a little. I'm a little light skinned. I, I got to show a tattoo on the lip.
0: Uh, look, I'm I got the tattoo pro- actually, though. I got the. T- <laughs> I think I'm actually lighter than you. So.
1: Oh okay. Okay. You know,
0: and, I mean, my, my wife constantly makes fun of me for it. I'm like, ma'am, don't don't be denying like 75 percent of my DNA, right? <laughs>
1: you gotta let people you gotta let people know man my my wife is lighter than me and my son is like my complexion thank god so you know he's a little he's a little darker so my wife just looks like the odd man out so (laughs) (laughs)
0: look man you gotta you gotta rep for the light skin i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right man well i definitely appreciate it you have a great weekend hey you too man all right